Hi, I'm Adam Payne, the host of the Keeping It Business podcast. I'm a multiple small business owner, business mentor and growth coach. And if you'd like to know more on how to build a stronger, more profitable business, then please visit www.adampayne.me. Can I just jump in there, Simon, as well? Really interested in what you said about the football club example. <laughs> yeah, sorry, are you, are, you, are you on the stage here, Luke? I'm not sure. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. I'll put my hand up next time before I jump in. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just think interesting what you said, Simon, that just like sort of tweaked something. With the football club example, you know, why do football clubs and big ones have millions of followers and follow very little? Because people follow them to get value from them. The whole reason they're following Man United, for example, is because they want to hear all about Manchester United. And obviously, to that person, Manchester United provide a lot of value. You know, so there, there's there's perfectly acceptable circumstances where your followers to following ratio can be can be drastic, because you have a support of people that are really trying to get something uh, and benefiting from what the content you're putting out there. But it's the fine line, isn't it, between that and sort of a business having that, and then an individual having a large following and not following a lot of people. And it's at that point I think you then question. You know, if you don't know them, well, why? What is your game here? Why have you got so many followers? Are you providing, you know, are you providing that benefit to people, or and value, or or is it just a numbers game to you? And and you know, you're looking to ultimately get something else out of it, um, that further down the line. It's such a key thing. I mean, you you mentioned um, football. I've just looked at Manchester United's Twitter account, and they are following 149 people or 149 accounts. Their followers are 24 million. Now you yeah. you would expect that, and you're absolutely right. There's value from their Twitter account. You know, there's commentary. There's a, there's a worldwide brand there that people are following. I think it's slightly different when, and I've got to be careful here because I love my football. <laughs> but when you, when you've got obviously a football club that's got 24 million followers and they're only following 149, I think that's acceptable. When you've got a business which is obviously you know buy this, buy this, buy me, buy me. You're not buying the brand. You're buying an individual sometimes who then is then getting you into their situation you know their their way of the world sort of thing whereas football clubs i mean most of us were you know most of us were born before twitter actually uh, actually came out anyway so you know we, we've been by, been bought into their brand from birth some of them and, and there is this unwritten rule with football that, that you know there's two things in life you can't change one is your mum and one is your football team so you know you yeah. sort of look at it and you think okay i can understand why that is the way it is and they do use it as a broadcast mechanism of obviously information but also commentary on the games as well so mm-hmm. um it's very very interesting yeah just for everybody's uh information there kelly has just uh um, sent me a message saying they couldn't hear me uh so i've actually had, got, had really? a technical yeah technical issue around this um i'm hoping she can hear me now and she might send me a text a message on the on on the facebook so for those that have uh, joined in, we are just discussing around the do's and don'ts in the digital world of uh, of engagement uh, within the social media platforms. Um, so yeah, so where do we get to with that? Because I was just rectifying that, and hopefully it's working. I can see we might. No worries. Okay. Yeah, I, I think with that, Adam. And Kelly's power, just said yes. Much, I can hear you. Yeah, hey, you're back. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I think we've done clubhouse to death. To be fair, I think yeah. that's the biggest gripe that anybody's got with it is that sort of getting in a room and encouraging the following. Um, I mean, if we don't mind, I'd, I'd want to go on LinkedIn next. I think there's a lot yeah. to dig into LinkedIn um, than do's and don'ts. So um, first of all, the good things about LinkedIn. I mean, so for example, today I um, was on a, a network meeting um, and, you know, after the meeting connected with seven, eight, nine people from that, from that meeting 
Um, you know, only met them in the meeting, but within 30 seconds to 10 minutes of that meeting finishing, they'd sent me a request with a nice personalized message underneath saying, it was great to meet you today. Let's connect and, and stay in touch. Brilliant. You know, that personalized message straight away. Great. On the other side of things, I get LinkedIn ads all the time. That is a generic message with my name either edited in or not even put in there. Quite clearly trying to sell me a product or service before you even open the message. And, and to be honest, half the time, I just don't even read them. I just delete them straight away. Uh, but that is something that the platform itself is providing for people and people are paying for that service. So with LinkedIn, I think it's it's hard to, to you know, where, where do you draw the line? Because although, yes, okay, you know, people are, people are sending you direct messages, they're paying for that privilege and that's a service that the platform itself is providing to people. So, you know, whose fault really is that if, they are, if they're being enabled to do that by the platform itself? It's an interesting one. I, I think to sum that up, you're looking at the the old analogy of hunters and farmers. You know, are you looking to farm your network or are you looking to hunt through it? And those that are normally hunted are normally those that are in for the quick sale and that's it, you don't see them again. So, um, you know, I, I don't respond to anyone that sends me those messages, um, but someone that sends me a personal invite after a meeting saying, great to see you, any chance we can have a coffee, can I connect with you? Yeah, depending yeah. on, um, you know, 99% of them I do accept. Uh, 1% of them, I will look at it and go, do you know what? No. Um, especially if you put the word podcaster in your uh, in your LinkedIn bio, because you get a lot of people from overseas trying to obviously sell you their editing skills and things like that. And I have turned away a few there, but I see nothing wrong with it at all, providing there's a human element to it and it's not an automated response. So Luke, I am disappointed to, to know that your name hasn't got any dollar signs between the uh, <laughs> high dollar, dollar. You know, 10x, sure 10x Luke, this. <laughs> Luke should have been put in there. So, you know, maybe Stokes has got enough of two dollar signs with Tony in the middle. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah, I might change that LinkedIn. Might I get a few more responses, you don't know. <laughs> yeah, the LinkedIn side is, um, I think that this one in particular is for me is, don't sell me on the first, don't try and sell me on the first the, the connection and uh, if you're going to do that i will well i will bin you but i'll send you a message for i'll reply to you but i won't connect with you and i'll reply to you and put you right as to why you're not yeah. gonna, you're not going to succeed doing that whether they take a notice or not you know that's their problem not mine uh, but i will try i will try and say to them look this is not the way to do it this this isn't the etiquette within linkedin and you will yeah. have probably some success but it'd be very very limited the other side of it as well is that i've had ones which was recent i've had a few recently where they've connected and sent an absolutely lovely message and i've thought oh yeah no lovely great fantastic connected and then the follow-up message has been oh uh, can we arrange a one-to-one -one? But with somebody completely bloody different. So it yeah. was a woman that connected and they wanted me to have a one-to-one yeah. -one with this bloke. And I was thinking, huh? How's that work? Yeah. As if I'm going to do that. I'll tell you what I've done on LinkedIn. When I've had people approach me saying, can we get together for a one-to-one? -one? It's either they want to sell their product to me or they're wanting to, to engage or they just want to get to know me. So I think, right, okay, let's see where they're at. So normally um I'll, I'll extend the time a little bit so i'll say to him look i'm really busy this week can we meet next friday so at least i know it's a week away now if they are desperate for our service or product they will turn around and say yeah. well actually it's about this and i want to talk to you about this or if they really want to work with us they work with us if they want to sell to us you normally find you don't hear from them again because you but they they're in the now zone they're in that zone now, and uh, yeah. it's interesting. And I'll tell you the other thing I've done with them as well is, um, and this was a bit cheeky of me, and I've done this many times, 
if people approach me with their sales tactic, I'll actually respond back to them and say, no, great, you're obviously looking to meet people to talk to them about your products. And they go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, come to this network meeting. Now, pre-COVID, I'd invite them along and actually a couple of people actually came to network meetings. So you should generate a new person for the room. So I went, bought a visit, hey, he's great and all this lot. But also, when he, on the Zoom meetings, one of them actually really annoyed me that much because they were obviously trying to sell, well, they were selling to me straight away. Actually invited them to the meeting. I said, oh, this person's approached me on LinkedIn. I thought they, <laughs> they'd like to meet you guys. And you could just sense the whole screen going, I can't believe you've just done that. But I'd already said to this person, look, I'm not interested in your product. They tried to sell to me again. And I thought, right, let's put you straight in the lion's den because network people do not want to be sold to. And they were obviously looking to sell and, and run. And I was like, no. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd, I'd do that. Uh, stalling ta- or, or I'll send a message back saying, I've got no problem with your one-to-one, but what do you want to discuss? And let me know yeah. what you want to discuss. And then I'll yeah. base on whether you're going to get any time or not. Um, and I'm bit, and I'm upfront with them on that as well because yeah. yeah everybody's time is precious. Yeah, go Can on. Can I um, just ask you, you, you guys there? You know, when you're referring to people that are contacting you directly, do you have a different opinion? Like I touched on, when it's an ad compared to when it's a um, uh, an organic request for a connection or a message. Oh, you know, so obviously if with the targeted on the ads, you know, because you, you know that person, although they've wrote the message out on, for their ad, it's an automated message that's found you through LinkedIn, whereas okay, someone's gone in and sales pitched and yes, okay, they may or may not have targeted me specifically or, you know, they, they might have searched me in the search bar, they may have just seen me on someone else's feed. But at least they've then they, they've then messaged you. Do you know what I'm trying to say? It, at least you know it's it's them doing it rather than them leaving it to LinkedIn. So I, I'm slightly more lenient on that, even though it is still annoying. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm yeah. not lenient on it at all. <laughs> I think you would be. <laughs> no, it's... it's... You email me if you're sponsored in if sponsored in mail. You're selling something. That's because that's yeah. what you're doing. Because you've got no other tack or no other way tactic of getting into me. So that's what you're going to do. So I think it is with LinkedIn. Your, your heckles tend to be a little bit up around. Am I going to be sold to anyway? I think the general mm. consent, the general populace would be around like that. Then, but then if you based on the connection request you can you can generally always tell that i'm going to get sold to and a lot of it for me stems with the profile because if yeah. i look at the some of the profiles automatically by reading the tagline and also the the banners i'll think you're going to sell to me anyway because they're set up to sales and that's not what it's about yeah. it's about a connection it's a, it is linkedin is a medium to long term strategy yes you can have no two ways about it you can have um success short term but it is a medium to long term uh um, strategy now kelly has just asked do you accept invites on linkedin when no message is sent i know i refrain from accepting unless i know we have met from an earlier networking event now this is a great question because this this i've had a number of of different uh discussions debates arguments around this i will always put a message in uh, i will always make it personal um, because uh, somewhere along the line I, we've got something in common we've met somewhere we've been on some networking for how long it takes to do a message great and we run a test every single year and i can tell you when we don't do a message the uh, the conversion rate or the connection request rate is down about 30 percent when we do put a message, it's seventy between seventy and ninety percent. 
So I will always put a message, always, because I just, I, you know, yeah. it's just, it's no harm. It's no, it doesn't take long to do, and it, and I just think it is benefit. Well, yeah. Do I, I accept well people that. that don't send a message? Yes, yeah. possibly. If I look, I'll, what I, but what I do is I do the due diligence to look at the profile, and look at the, yeah. and think, okay, are are we compatible? Are we suited? Mm. Yeah, I was it's just going to say, like, would you, you know, the way I look at it, it's a manners and etiquette. Like the first thing you said during this this episode, if you had a business card and you were in a network group, would you just run up to someone and hand them a card and not say anything? Yeah, no, why not? <laughs> I, I, you know what I mean? I definitely, definitely would not do that. Like, it's just not something you would do. So why would you do that online? Why would you literally go up to somebody straight away and go, connect with me, find out about me, please? Like, you just wouldn't do that. I have been in a networking. I've been with somebody so uh, in, a, in a networking at an event where right at the end when we were going, about five minutes from the end, he went, right, I'm just going to hand my cards out. And he went round every single person and handed the cards out. Good tactic or bad tactic? What do you think? Uh, honestly, they're uh, experienced chicken feeders. <laughs> they, they like to dish it out like chicken seed. It, it's just like, no, just don't do it. Because at the end like of the day, I, I, I think it's the wrong way of doing it. I think it shows desperation. Yeah. And I think it's a case of like, Look at me, look at me. By the way, thanks for your card. See you later. I'll, I'll, I'll contact you when I want to sell to you, not when I actually yeah. want to get to know you. So I think it's an interesting one. Going back to uh, Kelly's question, um, I think yep. for me, if, if they're if they're you know potentially Russian or something like that and look like they've got a lot of money, of course I connect with them without a message. You know, <laughs> <laughs> chances are they're going to you know, do something, flog me something from overseas. But no, joking aside, I would, I would never connect with people this day and age unless I could get a bit of background information because um, you know, obviously I'm quite public in some of the stuff we do and, and that I'm involved in as well. And she, I just think, oh, do I really want these people in my network? She's got another one for us now as well. Another one for Keep you. Come on, Kelly. When LinkedIn tells you Dave viewed your profile, whoever Dave is, Kelly, <laughs> you don't know Dave, do you send them a message with reference to noticing them reviewing your profile and ask how uh, can mm. you assist or do you have to leave it be? I do actually do that, Kelly, um, because it is more often than not that they could be after something uh, and they've spotted something in your profile. Um, so uh, test it. That's my personal opinion. Um and yeah, I have got business off the back of that. So, uh, so I'm going to agree with you, Adam, because to me, it's like you own a shop and you've got someone looking in your window and you haven't got the decency to acknowledge them or, or wave at them or smile at them. So, or exhibitions, another one where you're exhibiting an exhibition, someone co comes to look at your exhibition stand and you don't even acknowledge them. If someone looks at my profile, I will um, look at them back, <laughs> you know, to yep. show that I've actually looked back to see maybe what they're looking at. And um, yeah, sometimes even reach out to him and say, hi, notice you looked at my profile the other day. Is there anything I can help you with? And just leave it at that. What I won't do is go, hi, Dave. You know, thanks for looking at my profile. By the way, we do this for 799 plus VAT. And if you want it, yeah. we can actually upgrade you for, to five grand. Because Dave might not be interested in that. He might be interested in something else I've been involved in. This is on my profile and not obviously what we supply now. So Yeah, absolutely. They may be there that they're looking for a connection you're connected with and can you marry that connection up and be business be put elsewhere and i always yeah. think around that as well so i always do that uh, exactly the same and say i know she viewed my profile is there anything i can help with help you with you know just let me know no problem uh, and if well, the other thing, thing is, is yeah, it's brilliant. they're searching for people on linkedin and they found the wrong adam payne or the wrong luke stokes and 
God forbid, if you ever you find the right Simon Cox, because um, you know, at the end of the day, there's there's loads of different people on LinkedIn, and they could be searching for somebody. And I, and I've done it today actually. I've gone to tag somebody in a post, and then couldn't find whether I tagged the right person. I had to go back onto another LinkedIn page on another browser to actually make sure I was looking at the right account. And I was actually looking at the wrong account. So that person's actually got me viewing their profile accidentally just 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 because I couldn't find the right person to tag. So yeah. you know, it's an interesting one, but. What about you, yeah, Luke? I, I, good example. Good example with the uh, the the shop analysis. Simon, I was going to say similar, uh, like sort of like a retail scenario. I, I used to actually work in in retail and and like you know shop assistant sort of thing. And it's like when somebody's sort of looking, but they look a bit they're looking a bit confused, and they look like they might need help. You know, if, if somebody views your LinkedIn profile, but you're not too sure who they are, you're automatically going to be inquisitive. So, well, I wonder why they did that. Or so yeah. So like somebody's looking over at you in, in a shop and sort of trying to get your attention. The first thing that they would say to you is, "Are you okay there? Can I help you with anything? You know, is, is there something that we can do um, to help you?" So so yeah, I think that's spot on. I think that's perfectly acceptable. And, and and at least at that point, there they're the ones that have shown the interest in you first. It's not like it's a cold thing from your end. They've already visited your profile, so then you've sort of got that. Um, that sort of you know initial contact with them to go in and, and, and do it. So I agree. I'm, yeah. on, the, I'm the same. I've end. always said that your profile, your banner, and everything like that—that that is your personal and business uh, shop window. And when people see it, that's what they do, looking at your shop. Um, yeah. And it should be set out like that. So next one then. So Twitter. I mean Twitter. You know, I, I, I we spoke about Twitter last week, but I think one of the things that highlights this for me is around value giving value and and being able to be help and support is what is what is the principle that i like and the principle that i follow if i can help somebody i'll help them no matter what uh, you know if i if i can't i will more than likely have somebody else that can so you know gus um bandal you know sent me an email last night when i was doing the manufacturing hour and just at that particular moment you know it's a coincidence of, of timing you know he sent over around the um, the funding that's coming out of a, a university for manufacturers Amtica, i think it was called uh, the uh, the acronym of it was and um he said is this any use to you sent it to me on email and i said oh yeah and just at that point there i was doing the manufacturing hour and i said yeah absolutely send it over and I'll get it straight out onto the manufacturer now, which we did. Um, and then I noticed that the, they, because it happened that quick, they then created a profile the university had and then they were liking and got engaged in the manufacturer now. Now that for me is what it should be about in some of this, you know, in in helping and supporting. And I, and I said to Gus, you know, get anything like that, get any information, because I don't always get it, get all this. Just bring it over, lob it over and I will yeah, yeah. put it out there, blast it out. And I know you're the same. Simon, because you did the North Ant stuff and the um, yeah. uh, recovery through Enterprise uh, earlier today as well and just blasting out and then they commented on it. Um, and the, so, you know, what, what else? Any other things from the Twitter? Any bad habits, good habits on Twitter? I don't know. I, I haven't seen, I ain't seen generally any bad things no, no. necessarily I think it's Twitter. all contextual. I think, you know, with the examples you've given already, Clubhouse and LinkedIn, We've touched on our own personal profiles on there, whereas we touched about um, Man United, for example, as a business on Twitter. I think on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, you know, if you're if someone is engaging with your business account on that profile, you know, that account is serving its purpose in terms of the whole reason you've got that Instagram page, that Facebook page, or that Twitter page is to be a presence in case somebody wants to contact you about your business. So somebody getting in contact with you on Twitter or sharing something with you on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, that's exactly what the whole point of the account is. So that's great. A direct message out of nowhere on Twitter and, and Instagram and Facebook is, is brilliant. 
on the personal side of things, you know, again, I think, I think even on those ones, I think it's a bit, a bit more um, acceptable for somebody to message you on Facebook or Instagram or, or Twitter on your personal profile, asking for something or asking questions if it's around your business or something like that. I mean, we had something the other week. I got a few DMs about clubhouse invites. I put a tweet out saying I've got a few, some people DM me. But again, that's that was acceptable because it was in the context of what I was tweeting. And like you said, Simon, about the, the North End stuff that you do on Twitter and getting that engagement, I think it's perfectly acceptable to do that within that context. So unlike the other ones, I think when it's in a business context or it's to do with something that you've posted on, on Twitter yourself, getting those cold cold uh, replies and messages, I think it's absolutely fine. Here's one for you then. Have we misunderstood? It's a big question, this one is, I think. Do people misunderstand the use or term freedom of speech with yes. social media? Yes. Would you walk down the street, and this has been my argument for years, would you walk down the street saying what you say on your social media accounts to people's faces? Chances are no, because you haven't got the confidence to speak, but people are happy to hide behind a keyboard or behind their phones. That's how you... and, uh, it's what, Luke? I think there was a glitch. I think it's exactly how you should be. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think I lagged there. That's uh, put 50p in the meter. We're nearly half an hour in, so I need to go and update that. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think it's, it's exactly how you should do it, Solomon. Uh, why yeah. would you say anything you wouldn't say to somebody in person? You know, there's a lot of things in sport at the minute around the abuse that people get on social media, et cetera, and that's going off topic a little bit. But, you know, you should you should operate in that way. Do everything on social media that you do in, in real life. That's it. I agree. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, would you walk down the street and literally shout at another guy across the road about the colour of his skin? No. And Well, you I mean, people do do it, but they're, they're stupid. And the chances yeah. are they're going to get pounced on very quickly, but they're even more stupid because they would put it out on social media where they can actually be traced and it's yeah. a digital footprint and actually, you know, be traced back and actually be had up for it. So it's, it's oh, I don't know, it's, it's madness what some people do put out there and etiquette is one thing. I think the big frustration I've got at the moment is communication where you sort of think, right, you know, there's a way of being able to communicate with people and uh, they don't come back to you and yet they profess to be in a digital world. You think, oh, come on, guys, you know, if you're that much of a digital world, um, you know, you'd have picked up on the message. But, hey, we're all busy. I suppose there's a lot of people homeschooling as well, so you've got to bear that in mind as well. So, I think, yeah, um, on the communication side, I think, for me, one of the pet hates I, I, I dislike is if you've instigated a... Um, conversation with me or you've asked me for something and i've replied back to you have the courtesy to reply back don't just leave yeah. it yeah. Uh, you've engaged with me i've given you the time over um and i probably asked for more detail or done something just reply back to me even if it's you know yay nay no didn't like that you know whatever it is just reply back courtesy i think we've lost some of that that side um but i suppose this is a bigger a bigger thing around communities i think at the minute i think we need to get back into into driving the local communities more um uh, personally i don't yeah, know it's what, just yeah. the context adam yeah. isn't it just, just the maybe, context the maybe that's the subject for about. next week yeah probably, is, probably yeah is. maybe could be yeah. do you think we covered it all 30 minutes I've got, shoot. I've got a radio interview to do in literally yeah. 30 seconds time so yeah. no you <laughs> crack on no brilliant okay we'll draw it to an end great that's the thank you uh for another hashtag 530 live it's three people watching um apologies for my technical issue i don't know what's gone on with my mic at the beginning part of it um 
but uh, at least Kelly spotted it for me, bless her. Thank you very much, Kelly. Uh, have a great rest of the week, and catch up with you later. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in, and remember, success is not final, failure is not fatal, it's the courage to continue that counts.